Welcome to Rhode Island's Church and State Podcast. I'm David. And I'm Jessica. We're a husband and wife podcast. He's a pastor and I'm a state senator. So you've been warned. We're about to talk politics and religion. And anything else that might get us canceled. How much does a chimney cost? Are we recording this? How much does a chimney cost? How much? It's free. It's on the house. I'm going to add this joke at the very end. Dad jokes at the end or dad jokes at the beginning? Okay, I think we go with the dad joke in the beginning. We're going to keep this one. All right. You ready? Let's jump into this thing. Hey, everybody. This week, uh, we're going to highlight some of the misconceptions uh, about gun control. And I'm joined, of course, by my wife, the lovely state senator and minority whip, Jessica Dela Cruz. Say hello. Wow, that's a very nice introduction. Thank you. <laughs> I think I always give you a nice you introduction. You do, always. Well, uh, you know, I I know that this past week there were a couple of dueling gun rallies at the State House. There was... Dueling was, gun rallies. Dueling. That's I like right. that. But mostly peaceful, <laughs> uh, as far as I know. I know that for the Second Amendment one, it was, it was peaceful. Yes. Um, all right, so there were there was a rally. What was it? Wednesday, and then you guys had a, a they rally. They had theirs on... on Tuesday. Okay, Tuesday, and then you guys showed up on Thursday. Yeah. Um, they, as in the anti-gun crowd, and we, as in the pro-gun crowd, right? Or pro-Second Amendment. Pro-Second Amendment and the um, anti, yeah, anti anti-freedom. <laughs> <laughs> pro-gun control crowd. If they maybe that's go. how they'd frame it. All yes. right. So today, I wanted to uh, kind of play devil's advocate with you and ask you some questions because you made some remarks in your speech um you were you pushed back pretty hard back in march i think or maybe it was april when you started to field some of the questions in the senate judiciary committee Mm -hmm. about uh, gun control and uh, you weren't really uh you didn't like the statistics that they were throwing around um didn't like a lot of the arguments they were throwing around and um I, I thought today we. I didn't like the arguments because they were false. Okay. Well, I'm going to I'm going to take some of the talking points that okay. the, um, the, uh, the 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 pro gun control crowd um, uses, and I'd love to hear your response. So, okay. first one is, you know, you watch the news, and there's a lot of violence, a lot of gun violence out there. Mm-hmm. We need gun control. It's obvious. Anyone that turns on the news sees this. Why in the world would you object to more gun control? Do you want to see people killed in the streets? You sound just like those news anchors <laughs> and the moms demanding action. I, I'm going to try to give a faithful you are and doing true a great job representation of what they would say. Yes. I'm going to put on my, my pink hat and my pink shirt <laughs> or my red shirt. Is that what it is? Red, red shirt. Yeah. And I'm going to come at you hard today. Okay. All right. Well, let's start with... Um, Let's start with some statistics. I'm glad you brought that up because <laughs> if I were to go to the Moms Demand Action website, they break it down by state, and it was very helpful. Actually, it was very helpful. It was, and they pointed out that there were 46 gun deaths. And my argument would be that's too many. We should not have any gun. What's so funny? This is not a laughing matter. I'm sorry, there were 40. 40- just the way that you're, you know, acting. I'm going to just... push hard. Yeah. You're going to see the the the. Uh, if Mike you ever Bloomberg walk into this house with one of those red shirts, we we have problems. Okay. So, yes, David, that's true. Their website did state that 46, uh, there were 46 gun deaths on average in Rhode Island. So they also stated on their website that Rhode Island has the third lowest 
gun homicide rates in the U.S. So we're one of the safest states in the nation. Now, that should be something you know, now to put on my pro Second Amendment hat. That, that should be something that Rhode Islanders should celebrate. Like, right. why isn't that talked about? Rhode Island is one of the safest states to live in. Doesn't fit the narrative, love. If you're concerned about gun homicides. Mm -hmm. I mean, top three, third safest state in the country. In the country. Um, all right. So, sorry, continue. That's quite all right. So, we're, we're talking about the average of 46 gun deaths. But clearly on their website, they also point out that that is not just gun, that's not gun homicides. 12, only 12 of those deaths were homicides. All right. So if Rhode Island is the third lowest, though, shouldn't we strive to be the first? I mean, if if we're at the top five, why settle for that? We're on the right track. We need more gun control. Let's make Rhode Island as safe as possible. Let's aim for the first place. What say you? Uh, yeah, David, you sound just like uh, very eager. I see this huge smile in your face. <laughs> and you do sound just like the... Uh the uh the red coats so yes we are uh third lowest in the country um for gun homicide death rates in the u.s and i think that's something to be proud of um i want to point out that the on their website because i'm going to just pull right from from their website because a lot of people say oh you might get your data from the nra no no, no. right you're it's using CDC, mom's FBI. demands but in this instance yep. i'm going to use the mom's demand action or every town right their website so the website says that 46 gun deaths um, on average per year, but mm -hmm. that's not just gun homicides. If you break it down further, it's 12 of those are homicides. That means that 34 deaths are likely self-inflicted. There are suicides. And uh, of course, that's not good either. But the argument can't be made that these are all violent crimes okay so you're saying that mom's demand action or every town or some of these groups the mike bloomberg kind of gun control groups are inflating their death count the the death absolutely count by 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 just saying hey any look at how many people are dying from mm -hmm. guns all of this gun violence around you see it on the news but your argument is you have to be a little more nuanced about these gun deaths so how are they dying and your point is, it's not necessarily gun homicide, but it's gun suicide. Most of the people that are in this uh, 46 uh, gun deaths per year, mm -hmm. most of them are actually people committing suicide. Okay. You know, and some of these individuals, you know, I mean, I, I can't speak for every one of them, but, you know, I was just in committee listening to the assisted suicide bill, you mm -hmm. know? And there are so many people that are for it. And in, and I, I think mm. it's tragic because you never want to see anyone die. You don't want to see someone get to the point where they feel like they have to take their life. But um, we, can't, we can't take suicides and count them in with homicides when we're making laws because we're saying that it's unsafe to be on the streets I or see. walking you know, right. down the street in Providence at night. There's a difference between homicide and suicide. Okay. And if we're trying to make our streets safer then we need to focus on the homicide numbers, right. which I'm going to say is 0.0012% of all deaths in Rhode Island, of, 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 of gun general, deaths. Yeah, of the, of the population. So out of a million people in the state, uh, that 12 number is, is tiny. The chances of being involved in a gun are homicide zero. are 0.0012%. Exactly. Yes. 
So very, very small. I, I, I mean, those might be lottery odds. Like you might have. Actually, you might have a better chance winning the lottery. I don't know. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Here's my next one. What about uh, banning high capacity magazines? Mm -hmm. uh, there's been legislation about that. What would be your response to those that say, hey, we, uh, why would someone need a magazine that holds uh, 15 or 20 rounds or something like that of ammunition? Yeah. Most, most magazines are 10, 10 rounds. Um, even the, most of the people that I talk to have rounds that are, that hold that many rounds. Maybe mm -hmm. there's 12 rounds or nine rounds or, but the issue is when you think of high capacity, again, I think of like the movies where you have, you know, ammo slung over your shoulder and you're mm -hmm. just holding the Uzi or the machine gun and it's just right. like pumping out ammo. Okay. Right. Yeah. That's the, the visualization I think that people see. Um, 10 rounds is not a high capacity. When I was looking at the legislation, did it say uh, that the limit would be six or, or eight rounds of ammunition into a, basically like a revolver? Was that what it was limiting? Uh, well, revolver doesn't to? have, yeah, it has the chamber, but it doesn't have the, the magazine. Okay. So um, it depends. It depended on, on the, the firearm. The type of firearm. But okay. my point also is you can have multiple magazines on you. Mm -hmm. So if the limit is 10, you could have five other magazines full. And I you see. can just, as soon as the magazine is depleted, you can insert another magazine into the firearm. So it's not really solving any problems. Okay. All right. Because they could still just have multiple uh, magazines. All exactly. Right. I, I hear your point. All right. Here's another one. Um, we just need to ban assault weapons. Uh, I, I don't like the idea of seeing machine guns on the streets. I don't like this, to see Uzis, you know, these drive-bys and there are gangs using these, these firearms. We're turning Providence, we're turning the state into a war zone. Why in the world would you support someone having assault weapons in our communities? Okay, tell me where you're buying these machine guns and Uzis because they're not legal. So I just want to know where you're buying them. All right, clarify. So <laughs> you can't actually go to Walmart and pick up a machine gun. Maybe not Walmart, but you could go into a gun shop and you can get a you can get a machine gun like an M sixteen. No, you can't. <laughs> okay. All right. So you can't get any of these automatic weapons. No, you cannot. All right. Why then would you oppose just the general um, idea of assault weapons? Okay. Yeah, that's a great question. So depending on who you talk to depends on what an assault weapon is. It varies depending on who you talk to. So. Um, you know, when I was in committee, uh, there were people calling us, we need to ban assault weapons. I said, okay, can you define assault weapon for me? Uh, no. Okay. So when I'm looking at the legislation, we're literally talking about semi-automatic weapons, which are pretty much every single firearm that is out there. You're saying that assault weapons has been redefined as any semi-automatic firearm? When I was in committee. Mm-hmm. The way that they defined assault weapon was semi-automatic weapons. That's very broad, right? Because that's every hand outside of a revolver, I think, and but other firearms like maybe like a pump action shotgun okay. or you know, with the exception of those, all of the other firearms the, would fall. Semi-automatics okay. would fall into that category, and so a Glock would be considered yeah. a firearm, a, 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 an assault weapon. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think when people 
hear the word assault weapon, those two words, they conjure up what I was talking about, mm -hmm. you know, it's machine because, guns. And... It's what I call wordsmithing. Mm -hmm. You know, you're creating an image, an assault weapon, mm -hmm. and you automatically think machine gun. You think military. Um, Great hardware. Exactly. Yeah, firearms. That's mm -hmm. not the case. Okay. All right. Here's another one. Uh, we need to start uh, following the, uh, we need to start following the lead of other states in New England that are doing a great job at gun control. So Rhode Island should not be last. Why not uh, start but catching up? But we're not up? last. You just told me we're number three. Why not start catching up? Well, we could be number one, is my point. <laughs> Why not catch up? I'm to just some... telling you, if you really thought those things, I would not have been able to marry you. <laughs> What? Uh, uh, why does Rhode Island have to lag behind all of these other states in these uh, in gun control laws? We should be comparable to some of the states in our region. Mm. Otherwise, but, people but we're in, number three. So can't someone in Massachusetts now just come into Rhode Island and and get a firearm that they can't buy in Massachusetts? No, actually, they can't. <laughs> they can't just walk into Rhode Island, buy a firearm, walk out. They might they, have to wait a couple days. <laughs> David, you're so funny. You, if first of all, if I were to buy, purchase a firearm anywhere, I would have to send the firearm to a federally licensed firearms dealer to Rhode Island and still go through the whole uh, process to in order to obtain that firearm. You're missing my larger point <laughs> that we should be <laughs> that our state should be comparable to the other states in New England. Why would we okay. want to uh, have all, all right. these relaxed gun laws? We do people... not have relaxed gun laws. Okay. This is terrible. This is I can't even believe her. All right, listen up, okay, Mr. Delacruz. We are. Um, let, let's compare ourselves to Maine, right? Uh, that was one of the arguments, actually. One of the women from the AG's office, I forgot her name. She said we should be more like the New England states. I was like, well, like New England state, like Maine, that has open carry. You know, they're a constitutional carry state. And let's look at the statistics. You know, let's compare ourselves to Maine. You know, um, let's. I'm going to actually pull up a couple of numbers that I brought. Um, there were 152 gun deaths in Maine, and this is See, from that's every too town. many. 152 gun deaths. <laughs> we had 46 on average. Yes, they had. Oh, you know, that's three times as many. Can I finish? And but Can... you're saying they have looser gun laws. All right, and so look what it's led to. 152 uh, average deaths in uh, Maine. 90 percent. Of those deaths were assault. suicides. Oh, okay. Ninety percent were suicides. So ten percent, fifteen point two, which is fifteen, were due to gun violence in Maine. And which Maine is actually, has a hundred one mil one point three million. Okay, but residents. Oh, all right, one point three. So that's actually, I feel like, almost identical to Rhode Island because, on average, close. we average about twelve over the last five and years. Twelve gun deaths mm -hmm. by homicide per year. And in Maine, you said is what fifteen mm -hmm. about fifteen, but they have slightly more people, right? Than and they our have state. open carry, which literally means you can have a firearm on your, like on clipped onto your belt. Okay, and you can just walk around. Walk around. There must be all kinds of gun vi gun violence. I mean, there what's it? The Wild West up there. Fifteen. Okay. Well, <laughs> maybe it's just different. Different. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. You, something in the water you up don't there. Don't like those stats. All right. How about this? Um, I, I think that um, I think that there's an epidemic of gun violence around us. Um, again, I see it on the news. I hear about it. Um, there's it's a crisis 
in our country, in our state, and you as a lawmaker have a responsibility to do something to address this crisis. And I don't know why you would turn a blind eye to such a wide-ranging epidemic in uh, in our community. What say you? Wow, wow, that's, uh, that's very serious accusations there. Um, so it's not an epidemic, and it's, that's a lie. It's a scare tactic. And if someone is trying to scare you into something, they're actually manipulating you. So be very skeptical. Um, I'm just going to give you some numbers here to compare since we've talked about COVID being an epidemic. So 2,722 people in Rhode Island died of COVID compared in 2020. 2,700 people died of COVID in 2020? Mm-hmm. Okay. In Rhode Island compared to 12 due to gun violence. Wow. Is gun violence an epidemic in Rhode Island? When you put it like that. Okay. N- no. In Maine, 800, excuse me, yes, 844 people died of COVID compared to 15. Right. Right. Nationwide, six over 600,000 people died due to COVID. 19,000 were due to gun violence. And uh, that's, uh, and the percentage rise, because I had to break it down, was 0.005. Five, nine percent. Yeah, exactly. In the whole country of 328 million people, one is a health crisis. The other is not a crisis. And I'm going to go back to committee where I had a physician call in and he said it is an epidemic. And I quoted him stats and, uh, you know, he couldn't, he didn't know what to say. And he's like, well, I'm not a statistician. Well, then don't call in and tell me it's an epidemic. I feel like a freshman in high school would be able to, you know, it's, it, I feel like an elementary school student could open up the alligator, you know, greater than, less than, which one of these is greater? You know, the, the 2,700 people who died of COVID last year in Rhode Island? Or the 12. Or the 12 people. So one is a true crisis. And you, so are you saying the other one is manufactured? Do you, do you think that it's, uh, that it, it should be a legitimate point of concern for lawmakers or for Rhode Islanders? Listen, any death should be a point of concern, right? We want to mm-hmm. get to, to the bottom of it, right? But when you're, when you're using um, hyperbolic language, like you had just done, and mm-hmm. then they use that on on TV, you know, you turn on the MSM, the mainstream media, and you see them using, you hear them using language like that, that's a scare tactic. And you're really trying to manipulate people into believing that this is an epidemic when in, in actuality it's not. So are you saying that the MSM is in favor of gun control or do you, do you think there's some other motive that might be... Um, no, for sure. They're, they're in favor. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Um, when you're taking a stance instead of just reporting um, the news, mm-hmm. then I would say you you definitely have a stance. I think my take might be a little different. I feel like the news media is an advertisement driven business model. Mm-hmm. And in order for them to be successful in their business, they need eyeballs, they need attention, they need clicks, they need subscriptions. Sure. And the best way to do that is to make people feel like they are being informed on the most important issues of their time. Mm -hmm. And if they are told that uh, uh, gun violence is an epidemic or is a crisis and it's, it's cloaked in that kind of language, then that's going to grab their eyeballs. And of course, if there's a steady stream of that kind of information and you're hearing it happen across the country, these little pockets or anecdotes of, uh, of gun violence, it's hard to remember. It's hard to contextualize that th- those stories. That it's not um, 
you know, it's not everywhere every day, but it's certain communities. And then it's, um, it, it's not even just pockets of violence, but, but maybe it's even isolated in the most part to certain communities, you know, like uh, right. Chicago, Chicago, Detroit, or mm -hmm. some of these other urban areas. Right. Um, so my, so in that area, I yeah. might say, okay, we have a problem there that is possibly I'll have to look at the numbers, but maybe that is, you know, truly a, an epidemic. I wouldn't use that word necessarily because it's really a medical term, but there is a serious issue. And you're saying if, if you're in Chicago or Detroit, Chicago. you would say that might be a case for a crisis. Okay? Sure. But in Rhode Island, but that um, would be a crisis of really, um, not enforcing the law. You know, when I think of like on Tuesday when the Attorney General of Rhode Island said that there were 89 straw purchases. Um, What's that? I'm sorry. That's when you buy firearms um, to give or to sell and it's illegal. You okay. can't do that. And he said, I can't prosecute. Yeah, you can. You mm. absolutely can. But he's not going to. And so that makes our streets unsafe. Okay. And so when it, you plea deal. Right with these individuals, give them a lesser charge mm. and let them off back onto the streets, mm -hmm. then what you're communicating is we're, we're not serious about gun crimes. Right. If you commit a crime with a firearm, you should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Now, I don't feel like that is a, you know, hard stance to take or, a, you know, that it's too hard line. Mm -hmm. If you're committing a crime, with a firearm, you deserve the 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 full punishment mm -hmm. that we whatever law that we have on the books. You deserve the again to be punished to the fullest extent. Right. So we um, uh, you're not um, you're not soft on crime. That's for sure. And uh, but you're just saying if if we're going to uh, if we want to fix this problem, let's um, let's start with the laws we already have in place, mm -hmm. enforce those laws and go after these guys that are involved in these straw purchases. So I think that's a valid point. I think the other thing that maybe we could talk more about is the, um, you, you know, in, in Maine, you mentioned 90% of those people who um, uh, committed uh, a, a uh, or used a, a, a Fire. firearm mm -hmm. and it led to a death, 90% of them were uh, suicides. I think in Rhode Island, it's something like 70 or 80%. Same Talk thing. about sobering. I mean, those are sad numbers. Yeah. But so how would you address that? I mean, is there a way to, to um, you know, even lessen that number of 46 gun deaths per year mm -hmm. by addressing some of these mental health concerns? Yeah. And that's, that's why I say we have to separate them because one is um, criminal and malicious and mm -hmm. the other is a really a cry for help. Mm. And so we do need to really focus on mental health. And, but the fact of the matter is yes, they used a firearm, but they could use something else. If they didn't have a firearm at their disposal, they could have overdosed on drugs. They could have, um, you know, uh, I, I hate to use the example, but others have, you know, used bridges to jump to their gym, demise and mm -hmm. there are there are so many ways in which someone could end their life right um do we want to make it easy for them of course not we want to be able to provide them support um if it's you know if they're struggling with depression or whatever it is so we have a really a mental health issue which we we need to address as a country and get people the help they need right. but we can't we can't lump those numbers together because they're right. two separate problems I think that's a like a more nuanced approach, and it's uh, it's unfortunate that 
there aren't more lawmakers and policymakers that are looking at it from that perspective. Like there are two separate issues here, to your point, the criminal one and then the mental health issue. The criminal one, it seems like we have a pretty good handle on that. You know, 12 deaths is still a lot, but maybe one way to even minimize those is by going after those who are violent crime offenders and making sure we prosecute Mm -hmm. them. And we're not for packing the uh, the jails and the prisons, but if we are going to send people to jail, it should be the most violent people. Right. And then the other issue would be the mental health one. So mm-hmm. I, I think uh, if there are ways that we can provide help and support to people, um, I think uh, that, that would be huge in mitigating some of these numbers. I know last year was a tough year. A lot of suicides. Mm-hmm. We, we've spoken to people who have- I spoke to a mental health therapist and she said- um, suicides were on the rise mm-hmm. and that was a direct correlation to the pandemic being isolated and not having a support system in place. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll see, I guess, as more numbers start to come out and statistics come out as to what kind of year last year was, but, um, um, well, any, uh, any last words on this before we end this episode? Last words. Um, you, People, people ask me, especially the, because I've had conversations with the Moms Demand Action individuals and, you know, we care about people. I care about people. I, I don't want to see um, anyone die at, at, at the hands of a firearm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I was also elected to and took an oath to defend and uphold the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And I take that oath very seriously. Right. And right. when I look at the statistics... Um, I can't go on feelings. Yeah. You know, how you feel about a firearm if you're uninformed or low information, you know. Right. I, I can't legislate like right. that. And we do know people who have been victims to gun violence. We do, actually, yeah. But ultimately, because we live in a civil society, everything, especially for you as a lawmaker, everything has to be filtered through the Constitution first. Mm-hmm. You know, is this law, is this policy even constitutional? Is right. it something that's allowed for or is it an overreach? Mm-hmm. And I think you you keep harking in back to the Second Amendment because there is a constitutional right to own and bear firearms. Um, I think my only concern would be my my uh, my final thought on this would just be that um, if we are going to talk about the number of deaths, it's interesting that we're not highlighting the um, the actual top uh, one or two causes of death. When 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 you look at the the breakdown for the ten leading causes of death, uh, firearms is. Uh, is down to the, uh, the, like in the number 10 or number 11. I mean, suicides is ranked number 10 and suicides is broken up by other things, not just uh, firearm usage. Mm-hmm. If you really are concerned about saving lives, it may not be as sensational. It may not be as sexy, but uh, things like heart disease. So a lot of that has to do with diet. Same thing with cancer. These are the top two. Those kill right. far more. I mean, I almost. But the say, media doesn't talk about that because it's not sexy to talk about. Exactly, and that's my point too. Again, the media has some complicity here. Um, every death is a tragedy, but um, when we highlight some of these stories because of the uh, the sensational, you know, the, the, they are clickable. They're they're stories. They're um, they grab attention. Mm-hmm. So I get it. It works for that business model, but it's really hurting society over the long term. Ugh, when you say I get it, I mean, that's makes me sick. To maybe think. I'm, maybe I'm very cynical, but no, no, I think I just know that, you I know, businesses right. have a bottom line and mm-hmm. they have, 
jobs and they have overhead and you know they have careers to protect um and uh, again i'm not saying that that maybe they pick these stories with the intention of eroding the second amendment that i disagree with you i think i think it's both because when i hear these anchors you know it's different from when you would just report the news and the individual have to decide for themselves Mm -hmm. but when you frame it the way that they frame it they're doing so to lead you in a you know, it's like a, like a leading argument. They're leading you into that yeah. um, position. And yeah. again, when you use fear, you're actually manipulating people. So right. I think it's twofold, but we'll, we, we may disagree. We'll agree to disagree. And there you have it. We do not agree on everything. But we do agree that this is an overreach. Those, these pieces of legislation submitted to the legislature this year go too far. And um, I hope that my fellow lawmakers consider their oath to the constitution to uphold and protect it. All right. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining us today. God bless you guys. Have a great day. Stick around for the closing quote. Today's closing quote comes from George Mason in his address to the Virginia ratifying convention, which provides some context to the second amendment's reference to a well-regulated militia. He said, I ask who are the militia? They consist now of the whole people, except for a few public officers. Thanks again for listening. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, help us by subscribing and sharing these episodes. And for more content, check out churchandstateri.com.